0: This is Center Stage, putting lawyers in the spotlight by highlighting attorneys and other industry experts to help take your law firm to the next level. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Center Stage. I'm your host, John Henson, and this week... Uh, We are talking about what you can do to sort of improve your business development efforts at your firm, including uh, what our guest this week calls sales-free selling. And I'm interested in learning more about that. Uh, That definitely uh, piques my interest a little bit. Um, And so speaking of our guest this week, I am joined by uh, business coach Steve Fretzen. Steve, thank
1: you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, so before we jump in, I just kind of take a second to kind of introduce yourself. You know, what's your background? How long have you been coaching lawyers, Uh, all that kind of good
1: stuff? Yeah, I mean, the easiest way to go is to just say, you know, starting off saying I'm not a lawyer. I never thought I would work with lawyers or get into the legal industry at all. My father is a retired attorney and put me on the cross on a regular basis as a teenager. So I I was not inclined to go into the law or, or even consider it. However, I got into coaching uh, people around sales, entrepreneurs, primarily back in 2004 uh, with a background in sales and franchising. And in 2008, I started getting referrals to attorneys that wanted to grow their law practices. And I thought, well, I didn't know that was a thing. So uh, it turns out it is, and that they know very little because it's not taught in law school or even at the law firm level in most instances. And there's so much to learn to make business development uh, repeatable, easy way to grow a law practice that I just found it to be super uh, efficient for them to to work with me and get real results. And so that's how I got into the space. And that's kind of my background.
0: Cool. So yeah, just right off the bat, then, you know, when you're working with some of these attorneys and trying to help them grow their firm, what are some of the most common challenges and issues that
1: you see them facing? I mean, it's really across the board. There's, there's usually a lack of any kind of planning, like real um, simple, but Uh, efficient plan of how they're going to grow their law practice. So that's sort of step one. Many of them have like, oh, I have a list of clients or I have a list of things where I go to these events. And that's like, I consider that a part of a plan, but that's not an actual tactical plan that they would want to write. I like something that's two or three pages that just outlines what do you do every day? How do you spend your time efficiently? The second piece of it is they don't have any processes, again, not taught in law school. So how do you network effectively? How do you uh, get in front of new prospective clients? Uh, when you do get in front of them, what do you say? What do you do? What questions do you ask? How do you walk them through a buying decision? And then how do you maintain and sustain and, and build lo- client loyalty so you don't lose clients? So it's it's really sort of soup to nuts of everything that lawyers never learned uh, but need to learn in order to make sure they have a sustainable you know, uh Effective law practice that they can really enjoy.
0: Yeah, uh, and and we've you know on previous episodes, I mean, we've talked about like all of these things. You know, we've had episodes on networking. Um, I our last episode was on uh, EOS, which I don't know if you're familiar with that, mm. but just this whole uh, yeah. framework for organizing and and you know setting goals and, and all of that. And it's it's amazing just how many you know businesses, not even just law firms, just really struggle with a lot of these things because they just don't actually learn it when they're in school or even, you know, kind of when they get started.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm a big fan of EOS and I have, uh, you know, my quarterly, you know, plan, two-page plan that I learned from them that I use, you know, every, have been using for years. And it's all about keeping it simple. This is not rocket science. I mean, right. none of this is rocket science, man. But it's so important that when you don't know anything about something that you learn it, whether it's from a book, from a podcast, from a mentor, from a coach, doesn't matter. You have to learn it because it is simple, but it's and it's learnable, but you have to kind of put the time in uh, to make sure that you learn it because otherwise you're just out there freewheeling it and winging it. And that's not really a great strategy for success.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm glad you said that because I, I think I feel like culturally, we we feel like, okay, well, we graduated, so learning is done. But then when people say it's not hard, we're also I feel like we're also ingrained that like everything is a lot more complex than it really is. And so when someone like you comes along and it's like, no, it's actually really simple. It's like, no, there's, there's no
1: way. But it's, it's, yeah, but it's simple. However, I will put this, I will put this into play that there is, there are specific approaches and there's specific language that can make it easier and better that is learned. And it's not something that a lawyer might come up with on his or her own. So, if there's something that I can teach, for example, like how do you get a client that loves you to send you more referrals? And a lawyer would say, well, I don't want to ask for that. I don't want to impose. I don't want to. However, that, that client might be absolutely thrilled to send people your way, but you don't know how as a lawyer to ask, to make that ask in mm-hmm. a way that's non-salesy, to make that ask in a way that makes it a benefit to the, to the client into the client's friend, not a sales pitch. And those are things that are again learned skills, but they're they're things that have been tweaked and, and 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 improved so that when I teach lawyers how to do these things, they're not getting me figuring it out the first time. They're getting me having done this for 13, 14 years and made improvements so that they're getting the proven methodology and language right from the get-go.
0: Yeah, and just an understanding, you know, that perspective and the context around it is, is so key. And so, yeah. I know you specifically when you talk to lawyers and attorneys when it comes to business development, growing their business, you have a three-part plan
1: that you go over with. What are those parts? Yeah, and so I kind of mentioned it a few minutes ago, and I'll, I'll break it down into again three simple parts. And it's interesting that um, are you an athlete or did you play sports in high school or college or anything? Yeah. What'd you play? Uh, Baseball. Okay. So baseball. So you say, you know what? I'm a good baseball player in high school. I'd like to play in college. I think Uh I've got the ability to do it. So what does it take to play high school? And then what does it take to get a scholarship to go to play in college? What does it take to then move into the minors or the majors? Okay. No one, everyone knows that's not easy. Right. And that's not for everybody. Right. However, if you have these three pieces that I'm going to give you, you can excel as an athlete. You can excel as a chef. You can excel as a musician. It doesn't really matter. But I'm employing employing that in the legal space around business development. And here are the three parts. Number one is planning. You have to have a way of getting it down on paper and saying, this is what I need to do every day. So it'd be the difference between me tossing you a compass and saying, go figure out how to get to Alaska, all right, or me giving you a high-tech GPS system where you can get the fastest route, stop at the best restaurants, hit the nicest hotels, have a great trip. That's the difference between a plan and no plan. So right. that's the first piece. And then also, are you tracking it? Because they say, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And we want to track it because that's going to lead to one of my later steps. So planning is number one. Number two is process. You need to have processes. If I'm going to, if I'm going to put a recipe to cook a great batch of chili... I need to have a recipe. I'm not just going to throw tomatoes, beans, meat, spice, you know, chili powder in a pot and cook it up. It's not going to be edible. It's not going to be something I'm going to enjoy. It's not going to win the blue ribbon at the chili cooking contest, right? Right. So we need to have processes just like a recipe for success for making a great dish. We need a recipe for success and how we're going to spend our time doing business development. The last Part of this, and this is obviously three Ps plan, process, performance improvement. The last P is performance improvement. So we have a great recipe. We make the batch of chili and it's good. We like it. We're eating the chili. We're saying this is good chili, but it's not blue ribbon chili. It's not going to win the contest. So what do we have to tweak? What do we have to improve? How do we make those little marginal improvements that over time end up being a winning combination? So when I work with a client, it's about having a great plan that we both buy into, we both agree on, teaching them processes to be successful at business development, and then watch as the mistakes happen, watch as little failures happen. And it's great because when they do, we can make those marginal improvements to the point where it starts to get better and easier and better and easier, and eventually- no one needs me anymore no one like works with me twice john i mean it's you get right. through my program you're done you've improved it and now you've got a way of doing things for the rest of your career that's the goal but with the 3p's it makes it very easy to excel
0: yeah. And, you know, I mean, we talked, like I mentioned, we had our previous episodes on EOS that that can be a planning aspect because they're huge on, on that and oh, all that. Yeah. But then you talk about processes. Um, you know, we've talked before on this show about how important it is to document your systems and processes and just have that there. Even if it's not perfect, you can have a 1.0, but to your to your point, your third P there, that process improvement just you're constantly working in your process. You have your starting point, but you can have a 2.0 that turns into a 3.0 and it's yeah. just a constant work.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's it's constant improvement. There's a great quote by um, Lombardi with the uh, Packers. I don't know if you're, I'm in Chicago, so we hate the Packers apparently, but yeah. <laughs> but it was, um, practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. And many people have heard that at this point. It's not a new quote, right. but it's so critical because I can go to the driving range And hit a bucket of balls, left, slice, hook, slice, hook. And I say, hey, I just went and practiced my, but I practiced terribly. There was nothing to improve there. But if I know that if I slice, it's because my grip is open or because my stance is open or because I'm raising my head, now I can fix it, hit five or 10 down the middle of the fairway or the driving range, know that I just figured out something that I needed to improve because I'm now practicing perfectly. And that needs to be brought into being a trial attorney. How do you have a better... You know, better a trial the next time than this time. How do you become better at business development? It all works the same way.
0: Yeah. So, one of your, and kind of transitioning here to um, more growth, you know, direct growth and everything like that. You talk about something called sales free selling. What exactly does that mean?
1: So, let's think about it this way um, Do you like to be sold, John? Not, High not, pressure not sold, a car. Really a financial planner legal Not services no, no no it's it's a horrible dirty feeling and guess what lawyers don't want to have to ever feel that way they don't ever want to sell and they don't ever want to be sold to so what's the solution well guess what traditional selling in its form of convincing someone to do something like buy a service or a product Nobody wants that and nobody likes doing it. So why are we still doing it? Why is that process still exist? Why are lawyers still going on quote unquote pitch meetings? Because that's all they know. Yeah, That's all that exists out there. It's been around for a hundred years and that's all they know. So why not teach them a better way that is more um, sales-free? And what it essentially means is how do we walk a buyer through a buying decision so it's more relationship-driven. It's asking better questions. It's being a better listener, demonstrating empathy, understanding. And only after you've identified that someone is really qualified and is a good fit, would we then make a presentation. And guess what? The presentation is going to be a lot better. The easiest example I can give you, John, around this is uh, my, I, I slammed myself into a, into a cage playing platform tennis or paddle tennis sport. I play here in Chicago. Okay. And I hurt my ribs mm. and it, it, and so I go to the doctor and I say, doctor, my ribs are hurting. He says, well, let's just cut them out. Let's just get rid of your ribs. You know, you know, that's an easy solution right there. So what is going on there? Right. He's not asking me questions. He's not diagnoses. He's not taking an X-ray or doing an MRI. It's malpractice. Yeah, That's what lawyers are doing when they go into a pitch meeting. They're not doing the diagnosis. They're not doing the inf- getting the information that's going to not only make sure it's a fit, but understand, are, you know is, do I even have a solution for this client? And, and, and are they going to want to work with me? And that's what's missing. So we want to do diagnosis first, prescription later. And that's sometimes missing in those pitch meetings where we go in and talk about how great we are, how great our firm is. You know, it starts solving problems and even doing, believe it or not, free consulting happening right there on the spot Before we even know that someone is qualified to work with us, like, do they have money to pay us? Um, Are they going to choose us versus someone else? Or are they just kicking tires? There's a ton of different things that can happen. And we want to try to know what's going on, not wonder or hope what's going on. And sales-free selling accomplishes that entire, uh, that accomplishes everything we want to do. Whether we move someone to a yes, great. But maybe we move someone to a no because they're not a fit. And that's okay too. That saves us time and what do lawyers need? more time. Yeah. So it all works in everyone's advantage and it isn't being done enough. So my goal is not to work with every lawyer around the country directly because I'm one person. I only right. take on like 35 or 40 clients a year hand picked, okay? Yeah. But if I can get people to do things a little smarter, a little better, less salesy, then my mission's accomplished. You know, I can get people that never hire me but maybe they buy my book, sales free selling, which takes them through the story of people that were not doing it properly or doing it in a better way and now they are.
0: Yeah, awesome. So, um, how can people get in touch with you? You mentioned your books. I know you have a podcast. How can people learn more and get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, so I've got three books on Amazon right now. A fourth one is coming out in the next couple months. And guess what? It's called Legal Business Development. Isn't rocket science? Ah, but so go figure. Right? right, just as we started the show. So, um, so the three are available on Amazon right now: Sales Free Selling, The Attorney's Networking Handbook, and The Ambitious Attorney. So that's an easy way to go. Another one is my podcast, Be That Lawyer, which is available on all major platforms. I'm about 140 episodes in. And you don't have to listen to 140 episodes. What you can do is you can say, look, I want to learn digital marketing, SEO, web. Well, I've got tons of people that talk about that. I've got rainmakers that talk about how they did it. I've got, you don't have to listen to every episode. Go in and listen to the ones that are going to be meaningful to you. And, you know, like you're doing a great job interviewing me. I like to think I do a good job bringing out what's best in the people I interview. And so that's, you know, that's another way to go, or just go to my website, fretson.com, or just look me up, Steve Fretson on Google, easy peasy.
0: Awesome. And I'll have that information for everyone there in the show notes. Um, Steve, I do have one last question for you that we ask all of our guests here. And that is if you had one piece of advice for our lawyers out there, what would it be?
1: Uh, Doing nothing is a terrible idea. And that isn't a pitch to hire me. It's it's a pitch to say, just just doing the work and not having your own clients is a recipe for disaster in the next 5, 10, 15 years. You've got um, non-lawyer run law firms now in Arizona and Utah okay, that's going to be spreading out. So you're going to be competing against Deloitte and Google and anyone that wants to, you could do it, right? You could be a, a law firm owner now getting pay-per-click and SEO and, and, and marketing for, for your own law firm, right? Yeah. So things are evolving and changing and people that just think that if I just bill my, bill my hours and keep my head down, that that's going to be okay in five or 10 years. I think that's a huge mistake. So I would say, pick your head up, Start thinking about getting your own clients one way or the other and start building your own brand as a person, not as a law firm. And I think that's a great recipe for success.
0: Awesome. Well, Steve, this has been fantastic. A lot of great insight. Um, check out Steve's podcast, Be That Lawyer. Check out his books and other resources that he's got at fretson.com. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for all of the ratings and reviews that keep pouring in, all the feedback, uh, any future topics that you want us to cover. I'll go find the expert and bring him in and we'll discuss it. Uh, and that's it. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, thanks, John. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.